It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you as we end winter, start spring. And uh, as always, this is the fastest 60 minutes in radio. We have a lot of ground to cover. As always, we're going to help you divide the rage from the reason, get down to the real facts, the real things that we can actually do in our communities to make a difference. So we appreciate you being with us uh, throughout the hour. And as I mentioned, a lot of ground to to get to so we can help you make the news make sense. And uh, as always, uh, continuing uh, things happening uh, as we uh, march everything forward from earthquake to coronavirus uh, a lot going on, a lot going on on the political spectrum. Uh, if you look at the presidential side of things, uh, Tabby, uh, Gabby, uh, <laughs> Tulsi Gabbard. Wow, that's a great start. Uh, bowed out. So now we are officially down to two on the Democratic side of things. A little change there. I had a, a interesting interview with Tulsi Gabbard just a couple of weeks ago when she was here in Utah. Uh, she is not running for re-election in Hawaii, so it'll be interesting to see where she goes next. And, of course, all eyes on Bernie now to see if he bows out or if he trudges on uh, towards the Democratic nomination there. Joe Biden has to be feeling pretty good about things right now. Uh, we're also seeing a lot of things happen here on the state side. Uh, this morning, uh, Jan Garbett announced that uh, Dr. Joe Jarvis would be joining her ticket uh, in the governor's race that uh, is heating up uh, as we speak. And... Uh, we had more news this morning. Uh, the Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox made an announcement uh, via social media today, and he said this. My fellow Utahns, it is my honor and privilege to officially introduce to you our next Lieutenant Governor, Senator Deidre Henderson. And there we go. Senator Deidre Henderson uh, will be joining the Lieutenant Governor uh, on the ticket as they march uh, towards the gubernatorial race there. And we're very pleased to have joining us now live the, the newly minted uh, Lieutenant Governor candidate, Senator Deidre Henderson. How are you today? I'm doing great, Boyd. How are you? <laughs> Good. Good. I know it's a crazy day for you. A lot going on, to be sure. Uh, a, a lot of people started to get some rumblings out there when you announced you wouldn't be seeking re-election in your Senate district yesterday. And uh, now you are officially the Lieutenant Governor candidate uh, along with the current lieutenant governor, Spencer Cox, uh, in the big race uh, for the governor's uh, mansion. Uh, how's, how did that come about, and uh, how are you looking at this race? Well, I, first of all, I'm really excited uh, to be joining Spencer on this ticket. Uh, this was a decision that, well, the offer was made last weekend. So, um, you know, it, it, it's a fast-moving situation, very fluid with all of the things that are going on in the state of Utah right now. Um, we were set to announce yesterday, and then uh, there was an earthquake. So we we decided that, you know, that we, we probably should should hold off, and we didn't know, you know, if there would be casualties or anything like that. So we, we held off on that, but I wanted to make sure uh, to give people in my district ample opportunity to be able to file to run for my seat. So sure. that's why I withdrew yesterday. Um, and then uh, we did we did make the announcement today. I just 
got out of the Capitol from filing um, officially to be the lieutenant governor uh, on Spencer's ticket. So I'm really excited about it. That's great. I know that was uh, not an easy decision for you. You've done uh, great work on the legislative side of things in the Utah State House. Uh, and I think that's going to be an important role in terms of uh, a potential uh, lieutenant governor slot in terms of that interface with your former colleagues now uh, in the legislature. Uh, but it will still give you a chance to play in that policy space. Well, and that's what I hope. Um, I, I know that um, it was important for Spencer to select uh, a running mate that had policy experience and depth um, and someone that could uh, step in and help uh, govern. And and so I'm, I'm really excited to, to have a statewide voice. I believe that Spencer's the right person for the job. It was a hard decision for me to give up my Senate seat in order to um, jump on board Team Spencer. Um, but my this shows the level of faith I have in Spencer and um, the belief that I have that he uh, and his message resonates with the people of Utah and that he'll be successful. Yeah, I think that's a, an important part of that equation to be sure. Uh, if you're just joining us, we have the newly minted uh, candidate for lieutenant governor, along with uh, Spencer Cox, uh, Deidre Henderson, joining us on the line. And, and Deidre, I want to uh, I want to ask you something that I always ask candidates. You know the rough and tumble of uh, this whole political game. You've run for uh, both federal office and, and state office uh, here in Utah. Uh, and so the, the question I always ask is, as hard as this is, as exhausting as this is, as exasperating as this all can be, what is it that's going to make this run and this experience for you worth it even if you and the current Lieutenant Governor Cox uh, make this run and don't win? Well, Boyd, I think the beautiful thing about the political system in the United States and here in Utah is that regular folks can run for office. You don't have to have a, a, a famous name. You don't have to have a lot of money. Regular people like Spencer and like me can run for office, and it's really heartening to see that. We can be representative uh, voices for the people, and even if someone doesn't win an election, and I have lost elections before, um, it's a really incredible process to be a part of. Um, it's a real honor to be a part of that process. And I always think that the more people who are involved in a political process, the healthier it is. So I'm, I'm excited and proud simply to be a part of that. It's been an honor for the last eight years for me to be um, a member of the Utah Senate. Um, I will continue to be a member of the Utah Senate through the rest of the year. I'll finish out my term. Uh, we're going through some challenging times right now. And I care very deeply about the people of Utah. I care very deeply about the people in my Senate district. And I hope um, to still continue to be a good representative for them through the end of this year. Oh, that's uh, that's great. Uh, real quickly, I got just about a minute to go here. And I uh, wanted to ask you, you, you bring a, a really interesting thing to this race. You've, you've been an important voice uh, for everyone, uh, but you've been a great example. We had a lot of uh, outreach yesterday uh, from a lot of the women in the state legislature on your role as a woman in the Senate and now on this ticket. Uh, you and Spencer also have an interesting ticket in that I think this has to be the first time in Utah history you have two uh, people on a ticket uh, who are from outside kind of the Wasatch Front. Well, you know, um, I think that experience matters. Um, Spencer and I both have a lot of experience. Um, I I do, uh, I'm very proud of the fact that we are starting to see, um, it, it. it's more commonplace now to see women on a ticket, to see women running for office. There are several women who are running for open seats in my area now. I'm so proud of that. Um, and, and I can't wait for the day when it's 
commonplace, and, and we don't talk about women and men anymore running for office, but it's just common, um, and I think we're getting to that place. Um, but I am excited to to be a representative voice for all of the people of Utah. That's great. Well, very good. Well, I'm sure this will be the first uh, of many <laughs> uh, as you start this whole process. And again, it will be a very different process in that the uh, caucus night uh, is not happening. The convention will be yeah. virtual. Uh, so some some new things and some new challenges in terms of messaging. But uh, we appreciate you joining us today. Good luck on the campaign trail and uh, we'll touch base soon. Hey, thanks, Boyd. All right. Again, that's uh, Senator Deidre Henderson, uh, who has been uh, tapped as the lieutenant governor nominee on the ticket with Spencer Cox. And uh, so that will be uh, an interesting thing. Things are really shaping up now, and it's going to be fascinating to see how that all rolls out as we move forward on the political side of the House. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, your teenagers are at home. That may be a good thing. That may be a frustrating thing. But we want to talk about what does it mean for the teenagers to be home? What can we do to help them maximize this unique period uh, in their lives? Stay with us here on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.